Hello, James. Hi, Jack. So the theme of the week, I think, is going to be these fires in California, because you're recording from a different state than you're used to. And the hand today is from a someone who left the state of California to go hang out in Las Vegas while this thing blows over, uh, no pun intended. How is it out yeah. there? Yeah, it's... Uh... Well, it's quite smoky where I am uh, in eastern Washington currently, but we've uh, we've sealed off all the air vents and taped up the um, door frames, and you know, just trying to trying to keep out all the smoke. But um, you know, I occasionally check check my uh, weather app, which has some locations saved, and uh, look longingly at the clear skies in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, it's always there. You're you're always welcome to go. I know friends are nice, but sometimes, you know, that clean casino air is just what you need. So something to consider. The Yeah. Being uh being inside uh a smoky house is a bit like being inside uh some of those casinos. <laughs> I think we might be seeing a total ban of smoking in Vegas not so long from now. Which, uh, you know, if it's if it's good for their business, it's probably good for our business. So I guess I support it. Although I don't, I think it's kind of nice to have probably at least a few casinos that allow smoking, so that people who want to smoke and gamble can do that. I, I don't see any reason why that shouldn't be an option. But yeah, I, I do think that trend of you're, we're going to see that continue. No surprise there. You know, what else would you expect in 2020, of course, you can't yeah. smoke inside. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Okay, so this hand is from someone, I'm not going to name them. They're very, very, very well known to this podcast. And this came within the Just Hands membership Slack group. So I'll, you know, they left California to go to Vegas. I'll just let you guys try and guess maybe who it is. But I didn't get his permission to share his hand, so I'm not going to name him explicitly. But this was this was a game at the Aria, one three five handed. Uh, Hero, in his own words, has an LOL image with very high VPIP, many shown bluffs, and a very swingy session. Sitting on eight hundred dollars, buying in for five hundred total. What I'll say about this villain is that he is someone who really enjoys trying to build an image of being like a very sort of action gambler, which I mean, to a certain degree he is, but you know, he's, he's very thoughtful about it. So I, uh, you know, I, I think the image is, is not totally consistent with how he plays, but he definitely, you know, is not afraid to bluff or get in there with marginal hands. The, the main villain hero writes seems pretty competent, definitely a reg pro with a backpack, uh, and on a 1-3 reg pro, you know, it's like, whatever. Started with 1,100 uh, at, you know, a 300 max game when Hero sat down just a couple hours before, but now at an $850 stack. He's thoughtful and has showed on many bluffs, only in one big pot before. Seems to bluff at weakness too much from limited size. Uh, and then there's a friend to Hero's left, a Hero's friend, who in Hero's words has no idea what he's doing whatsoever, and it's clear that we're together, and he's on a $100 buy-in, and it's his third $100 buy-in. 
So I think this explains why Hero is playing 1-3. Uh, it sounds like they're having a nice time, playing a lot of hands, doing a lot of bluffing, a lot of gambling. Sounds like a good time. All right. The R, the R is a $300 buy-in, is that right? Yeah. All right, that's what, that's what we the have one here. Three. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. All right. All right, so to recap stacks, $100 and then $800 is the effective stack, it seems like. Or we have we have sort of conflicting information. We have at $850 is the effective stack. Uh, so take that for what you will. Hero has ace king offsuit in the small blind. Uh, so the friend limps, the friend's on the left, obviously not in the big blind, so somewhere early position. The next seat, so we can say probably also relatively early position, makes it $11. And this regular who is on the button calls. Hero is, well, we're going to swap them with Ace-King. What do you like doing here? Yeah, um, yeah, we need to, I, I think it makes the most sense to raise here. Um, yeah, we have a really strong hand. And... Um, you know, Ace King kind of benefits from decreasing the stack to pot ratio, um, so we can be all in with one pair more easily. And yeah, I, I don't really yeah. have too much else to say. Yeah, I agree. So here it makes it forty-five dollars. Hero's friend calls, so that leaving about fifty-five dollars behind. And it looks like the original razor folds but that the player on the button calls. So, you know, whenever you're in a situation like this, it's really important to think, put your, you know, we talk a lot about, or at least I talk about in coachings, the idea of make sure you put your mental energy where it's most valuable. Clearly here, there's one player where we're about $800 effective with, another player we're $55 effective with. So all of our mental energy should really be going now towards what is villains or, or what is this player on the button? What does their range look like? So let's let's put some thought into that. We have a one three yeah. reg playing against someone who's like very maybe looks a little bit splashy. And you know, villain's getting a pretty good price. Do you think villain has many folds in this spot? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Just because like stacks are so deep, and he's going to be acting less. I guess there might be some more folds due to the fact that if he notices how short the friend is, you know, it might be a little tougher just to flop enough equity con to continue with like suited connectors or something. Um, facing facing a shove, but you know, um, it sounds like he's up stuck. Is that right? So I think that'll make yeah. his range a little bit wider. He's he's marginally up stuck, not yeah. not too up stuck, but yeah, he's a little up stuck. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, I think like suited connectors um, will you know maybe half the time call here. Like, I, and what do you think? I think pseudo connectors probably always call here. My guess yeah. is that like there are probably some junky, junky suited or junky like offsuit hands that maybe fold. But I would say any like any you know two cards in a row. Sorry, I, I can't even remember at this point. 
is there like a special term for those? Like there's a one gapper, there's a two gapper. Like a suited gapper. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I think a no gapper. Is there a no? <laughs> like what is that? It's, it's a connector. It's connected. It's connected, but they're all connected. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm missing something here. But anyways, you know this the seven six eight seven. You know these two cards that are like right next to each other. <laughs> I think we we all know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't see those folding. I don't see one gappers folding. Uh, two gappers maybe, and then no pairs obviously will ever fold here. Yeah. Um, a lot of suited broadways. Those will, will never fold. Suited aces never would fold. never fold. Yeah. Uh, strong aces Maybe, would never fold. Yeah. The best offsuit broadways, I think we'll call here like king, queen, off, ace, queen, off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and those might be raising a preflop somewhat often, but you know, I actually think it's a good spot for villain to not do too much three betting. One, because you know he knows that Hero is still in the hand, and Hero does a lot of three betting, is my guess. And also, the friend who limps, who doesn't know what he's doing, it's typically good to keep those kinds of players in the pot. So I don't think we should, you know, I don't think uh, this reg should be doing a ton of three betting here. So it wouldn't surprise me to see some more premium hands play this way. Uh, I, I think it's a reasonable possibility. So there's a lot of hands. We don't expect to see a lot of folds. So that's, that's good to know. Flop, there's $146 in the pot. We see a flop of 885 rainbow. So with ace king offsuit here, and we don't have information about suits, unfortunately, you know, having like the ace be on suit or the king be on suit uh, with at least one of the cards, there, there's some difference there. But just generally with like ace king, no backdoor here, how do you like to play? I think both choices are going to be fairly similar. I kind of prefer a check because it's hard to see a lot of better hands folding. So like when we bet, I think we're going to be called by pairs, maybe some ace high, but yeah, I don't know. Betting is also fine because it or like our opponent has like Jack 10 suited and they fold um, when we bet one third or something. That's a pretty good event for Ace King. Yeah, there's, you know, there's sort of two sides of this. On the one hand, I think a lot of the hands we dominate will fold if we bet here, especially if we, if we expect the friend to just call a lot, then I think there's, it's less likely we're going to get floated by ace highs and king highs. Um, and so I think we should expect to get a lot of folds from dominated hands from the player on the button. It's also kind of tricky because if we, we can put a lot of pressure on the button's pairs, but when our friend calls the value of, like putting in like a turn barrel and a river barrel is just a lot lower with a bluff. And so it, you know, the value of like triple barreling here is a lot lower, which is, you know, sort of a reason. Those are the reasons to check reasons to bet are just more or less like we can just win the hand here a good amount and out of position playing through a check. It's not that easy to win the hand without a pair. So yeah, it's a little, a little tricky. I also would probably opt to, because of 
the issues with barreling, I'd probably make it a little bit larger here if I were going to bet, because to me, the, the main reason to bet here is to get villain to fold or the villain on the button to fold quite often. And I think we want to make sure that happens. We don't want to see hands like 10-9 with like a backdoor. These sorts of hands continue. And I think they're more likely to if we give our opponent like a very good price. That being said, I still think those hands could very easily fold. What are what are we doing if we check the middle player goes all in and button calls? Um, I'm not sure how much. I guess they have. Um, about one third paw behind about so that they'd be the friend would be betting about 50 into 150 i think we still call but it's a little bit of a strange spot i think we can fold yeah i'm not saying much for a reason to call well um we're getting like five to one and i mean yeah maybe our ace and king aren't always good but they're often good when we hit them. Yes. I don't think it's crazy to call. Yeah. It depends. The thing is, like, I think the player on the button will be calling with like a range that we're not doing so well against. You know, I, I, I don't think ace king high is gonna be good that often. Yeah. And, and if they bet the they could bet the turn as well to kind of deny equity as it sort of looks like we have what we have and um so we don't get to um realize on both turn and river yeah and i think our opponent is very very incentivized to play eights through a call so 8x and so i don't think our turned ace or king i think we have more reverse implied odds than implied odds does that make you want to bet more not really. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind folding. Like, I think we can. Mm-hmm. If we, we also can just call when the player on the button folds. Yeah. Which and that so that's yeah a nice easy way of. So we will be getting out. more information. Yeah. To me, the best reasons to bet are, uh, you know. I, I think I just would check. And it, it kind of comes mm-hmm. down to like the fact that we're out of position against a player we're very deep against and they have more 8x than we do. You know, I, I think this gets ugly for us. And so I don't see 8x checking back. And I don't see our opponent like floating a lot when our friend shoves. So I like check to yeah. call the friend shove, check to fold the shove call. Yeah. And then we can start barreling if it checks through and we don't get some kind of like turn card that, you know, it's a big dissuader of betting. Like, and I don't even know what those would necessarily be. I think we can probably go ahead and stab any turn card uh, when it checks through. So, so I think I like check. Yeah. I don't know. It, the, the things that really swing it are how often does our opponent shove I think the more often our opponent shoves, the better for us in terms of checking. And I think the more, the less often our opponent on the button bluffs the flop, the better. You know, in three-bet pots, like, players don't bluff the flop that often, so I feel pretty good about that. But I yeah, think it's a close spot. Yeah. 
it's tricky. I think, I don't know what I always do in game. Hero bet $55, so relatively small, putting his friend all in. And I don't mind the bet, but I would prefer to bet just a little bit bigger because I think barreling is so ugly for us that I just don't want Phil in the call with floats. I don't think they will, but I just want to just dissuade it. One benefit of putting the friend close to exactly all in is that we probably don't get luff on future streets because there's there's less incentive to bluff when uh, the third player's going to have to show down against um, the player who's all in anyway. Yeah. I'm actually more open to this size. You know, I just am, I guess I feel good enough that we're not going to get floated. I, I don't think we need to necessarily build a side pot. So yeah, I like that. I like the size. I think I prefer check, but I, I like it. Both players call. So I think we've already established it. We feel it's not super likely that villain is going to float here. It's possible. But I think we're probably seeing mostly hands like an eight, a pair, or some sort of draw, six, like seven. a six, seven, or nine, seven. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't really see anything else calling at any regularity. But you know, there, there are so many combinations that we can give our opponent just like a little bit of air. I think as well, air that kind of covers the gamut. You know, the ace kings, ace queens, the you know, 10 nines with the back doors. I don't see that much like, I, I would be really surprised to see like a jack 10, queen jack, king queen, you know, anything like that calling. Yeah. So I think that gives us a pretty good sense of what we're up against. Turn is the lovely king. You know, this is a card we're going to be betting a lot in a heads up pot where there's no like dry side pot, but we're not necessarily going to be bluffing here that often. So I don't mind taking a pretty check heavy strategy because the king is good, but our opponent still retains a lot of eights. And so for me, I think I would just always check here just because we're not really incentivized to bluff and our king X is not in like such a great situation where like we can get called really easily by worse, but there, there are eight X out there that can make our life difficult. What do you think? Yeah. It's, it's hard for the player on the button to call with pocket tens, pocket nines at this point when we're just not incentivized to bluff. Yeah. I do think we can have some bluffs here, like ace queen and ace Jack where our friend knows little enough about poker that they're liable to just like call a lot of trash where with ace queen ace jack like we kind of we have a reasonable amount of equity against that range we can kind of squeeze out a lot of pairs but we definitely can't be bluffing here with like a you know check 10 or something i unfortunately don't know if any flush draw came in so let's just assume it's rainbow yeah it's it's unlikely that that would be relevant yeah, I, I prefer 
check on this card. If we do bet, I think we should go. We could also bet like quite small here to kind of target those um, mid pairs, like nines, tens, jacks. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, we could. I like check though. And I, it sounds like we agree. Mm-hmm. So here it does check. Hero's friend is all in. And the player on the button checks, which we expect to happen a lot. But I think you know the thing to be thinking about here is like, how does our opponent play 8x? So to recap stacks, it's about $750 behind. Pot is $300. So do you ever check back an 8 here? I think I would usually try to start building up the side pot a little bit in this case, kind of assuming that King X is inflexible or, or inelastic, sorry. And that's, yeah, that's what I'd be targeting. And I don't think that there's any river that is going to allow me to get paid off more. But I think the field likes to get tricky when they have really strong value hands. So I, yeah. I could see our opponent having an eight here. Yeah, I think there's kind of two sides here, and this is where partial profiling comes in handy, where we know this player is kind of like a reg pro-ish player with a backpack. So it tells us some things, but it doesn't tell us everything. But there's, I think there's a few different types of profiles here that you know fit in, that can have an aid. You know, one of those is the player who gets tricky with value, as you mentioned. And that player is going to show up here sometimes. Another player is the player who's like really quite good and is just like playing one three for some reason. And I think a, I think checking an eight is actually a very good play here because I'm not saying it's the right play. So I'm distinguished. I don't know if it's the right play, but I think it's a good play in the sense that you can give a really good, there's sort of like a game theory backing for it, I would say. You know, you're so disincentivized to bet most of your range here that just checking everything makes sense. Yeah. Your opponent is more incentivized to bet the river than the turn. And once your opponent bets, now it's much more plausible for you to turn certain hands into bluffs. And so I think, like, you know, our opponent can take a a range of hands like, you know, sixes, sevens, and eight X and bluff either the turn or the river. But I think waiting to the river, because there's going to be a bet that comes in at least sometimes, and the board's not going to change that much most of the time. That makes sense to me. So I like the check back with an eight, and I also think that people get tricky. So I, I think we have to be prepared for 8x on the river. Now the river, interestingly, is an eight. So obviously we're going to see less 8x. And unfortunately, again, we don't have suits, so I don't know if we block eights. But I think we've established that there's probably, my guess is there's either four or f- four or five combos of 8x here. I'd be surprised if we didn't see 8, 7, 8, 8, 8 9, and 8, 10. And I think 8, 6 is a possibility. I also think jack 8, queen 8 are possibilities. So you know, I don't know that they always play, th- play this way, but I think that we can see up to like seven or eight combos of 8x here. It's also not crazy to think our opponent could be playing like 8-9 or 7-8 offsuit. You know, it is 1-3. If 
for our opponents, just like much looser than we think. So yeah, we, we definitely just have to be aware of 8x. So that being said, you know, there's there's 8x in the pot, but we do have a full house, kings full or eights full of kings. Do you like betting here or checking again? I think if we bet here, it kind of has to be small to get kind of a sigh annoying call from pocket nines. So if we bet like, uh, you know, I think of betting like 50 into 300 or something, pocket nines might try to call just to keep us honest a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think about hero's image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think, yeah. I Maybe think given, since Hero is really gambly, we want to size up so that the button levels himself a little bit into a call. Um, be like thinking something like, why would they bet so big with, you know, with value? They must be bluffing, something like that. But I, yeah, I would typically go for kind of a smaller size, but I'm not sure once you factor the image into it, that could change the equation a little bit. There's a couple reasons why I like going bigger. Uh, the first is that when we go bigger, I think we get bluffed less. When we make it 50, it's trickier facing a, a shove. I feel pretty good about folding facing a shove if we make it like something in the neighborhood of like two thirds to a little bit over pot. I mean, I wouldn't go huge, but I think something like two or $300 makes sense. Part of it is that I think our decisions are clearer and our opponents just give up with a bluffs instead of ever succeeding at bluffing us uh, or taking a hand like, you know, a low pair and deciding to bluff instead of uh, just call. You know, I, I think what it comes down to for me though, really is that there's only a few hands that are, I think, really liable to call. It's like sixes, sevens, nines, tens, maybe jacks. And yeah, I think, I think them calling has more to do with our opponent not being that good at poker than our sizing. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, and I I think like if our opponent isn't very good, well, first of all, we might just be thought we might also be thought to not be very good. And so like if our opponent just thinks we're bluffing way more than like we should based on the game, or based on like the way the hand is played out, we benefit from going a little bit bigger. Yeah. yeah. We we give our opponent an opportunity to make a bigger mistake. Right. If they're if our opponent's okay. gonna think that we're gonna bluff, like if we make it fifty, it almost I'm not saying we get called less, but I, I think we almost sort of give away the game where it's like, yeah, I know that I don't have many bluffs here. If we make it like two hundred to three hundred, it's like, well, this is a dumb bet. Maybe this is a dumb player. Maybe I'll just call. Mm-hmm. And then also like our opponent might just be drastically overrating their hand. They might be thinking that like pocket tens is like a you know, a really good hand here. And just call for that reason. So I would I, I like going bigger just because I think we really just shouldn't be getting called by worse here very much at all. And I'd rather bet that our opponent makes a mistake and win more when our opponent makes a mistake than try and like give our opponent like the right price. Yeah, yeah, you've won me over. 
So Hero does do this. That's $200. Villain shoves. You feel like there's any case for calling here? Not really. Um, but I mean, the line is like famously under bluffed river raises. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, it's our opponent doesn't have too, too much incentive to bluff. Um, you know, maybe if I, you know, if I was playing against someone crazy, I might call with like blocking with the ace of that blocks the eight or whatever. So we're blocking ace eight suited since that'll comprise maybe 20% of the bluffs. But yeah, you'd have to be up against real maniac to call here. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible spot to bluff. But I, I also think when you're, we have to take into account like what is Hero's image. Hero's image is very like high VPIP, very loose. So I don't think villain would be thinking that like Hero is going to bet fold a king. And so I I think for that reason, like we have to think it's even slightly less likely we're gonna be bluffed here. Yeah. So do you think yeah. villain ever has um aces here? That's an interesting hand. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Would it would it be shocking? But I also think players don't go for thin enough value. And so like our opponent just like calling with aces wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. I don't Hero think it's... has a loose image, maybe you're three betting eight X sometimes. The pot's big enough. Yeah, I, I think we just based on like the action throughout the game to this point, or the hand to this point, is such that I just don't think aces comprise a significant portion of our opponent's range such that it's gonna like move the needle. Yeah. But I feel good about the fold. Uh hero. So the hero's part of the hand really gets interesting. So hero says he folded but also says that he didn't see what the other player had, which is very interesting because you would think that with the side pot, the player would have had to show to win. In fairness, the friend we know is not experienced. The friend might've just chucked in his cards thinking there's absolutely no way in hell that I'm good, which is probably not a bad guess uh, with most <laughs> hands, but you know, and it doesn't realize that like, He's only going to get to see if he like holds on to the cards. Yeah, he holds on to yeah. the cards. But I think there's at least a chance that we're getting some dishonest information from Hero and that Hero actually did call. But regardless, assuming everything went exactly as Hero said, this was, I think, a very, very well played hand. I think the flop check is interesting, but if you're going to play this well, on Turned River, then I think you can get away with a little bit more betting on the flop and take a little bit less of a conservative strategy. So I like it a lot. It was yeah. Zach. It was Zach. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were... I hadn't thought through the hand enough to know if like we were going to really like what he did, but I really like what he did. So I think he will now be happy that I, I said it was him. So well played, Zach. Hope you're having a good time in Vegas. And 
we'll have to get you back on the show with both James and I at some point. Yeah, don't keep uh, keep folding to those river raises. Yeah, those are, it's a good fold. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. If you want to become a part of this uh, Just Hands membership group, go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash just hands. You can get information there about how to become a member. All right. Thanks everyone for joining us and we'll talk to you next week.